0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
0: It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. T, what is going on? I see you representing with the Hawks hat. I I guess I already know what you're ready for tonight, right?
1: Yeah, I am <laughs> on the move like that tonight. All day today and all day tonight, heading up to that seven o'clock tip.
0: It is a freaky Friday. I don't know why that came to my mind at first, but we're gonna go with it. It's a freaky Friday today. We're gonna talk. Like you said, we're gonna talk about Our 82nd overall draft pick, T got her guy, I have my guy. Maybe we could be on the same page like we were in the first round with Jermaine Johnson. And um, also, we're going to preview the Braves series. They take on the Marlins. This is a series they should win. I'm sorry. I'll I'll just go ahead and say that. And last but not least, why folks want to try Mike? Why? I don't get it. We'll talk about that and for the culture, but first, T... Just to give a quick recap to the folks that haven't watched the show, if you haven't watched the show, I don't know why. I don't understand why you would not watch the show. But um, we started off with Jermaine Johnson in the first round, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, you had you like Drake Jackson in the first, second-round pick. I like George Pickens. Yes. And you went with Arnold Ketty with mm-hmm. the 58th overall pick out of Penn State. Edge guy. I went with Travis Jones. Mm-hmm. So we're on the same page as far as – uh, fortifying that that defensive line. So yeah. I, I love that. And then you went offense in the third round with Isaiah Spiller with the seventy-fourth overall pick. And I had to go with my man Logan Hall out of Houston. Yes. And today we're gonna go with the eighty second overall pick yes. and Tanisha Batiste. Who are you going to select?
1: So I'm going to shock you on this one because okay. I am interested to see if because we've started to we started off on the same page with Jermaine Johnson. And then as we moved into that third round pick uh, at the number 74 spot, we actually kind of did a flip of who my first was and who my honorable mention was and your flip. So I'm flipping it to you. I want to see where you go first. And I'm I'm just curious to see if we're back on the same page again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, so I'm gonna I'm go ahead. And I'm, I'm, this is my bias pick, right? So, okay. you know, I, like I said, I've been going through some mock drafts on, on some simulators and yeah, everything. I was yeah. just like, okay, seeing who's available at this time and multiple times I mm-hmm. went through and I could not pass this guy up. Okay. I went with Sam Williams. The edge player out of Ole Miss mm-hmm. from Montgomery, Alabama, 6'4", 265 pounds. He had yep. 12 and a half sacks. T, the dude does numbers, and yes. he can get yes. it in when it comes to on third down. And the reason why I really like this guy is because mm-hmm. I got a chance to take out, watch some of this tape, right? And you know, he was going against Mississippi State. Yes. There's a guy that he was going up against, mm-hmm. and he was giving him some issues. Yeah. You know who that guy was? Charles Cross,
1: mm-hmm. a
0: guy that who's projected to go in the top 10 and he yeah. was giving him some good work.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: Cross got him a couple times. They were battling. they was going back and forth and they were getting a Sam got a win and then Cross came back and, and got him the next play. So mm-hmm. those are the type of things that you look for when you're talking about a guy that can come in and rush on a consistent basis. He's yes. consistently going up against a guy that is an NFL caliber tackle, mm-hmm. and he, he he was able to get a couple of wins, and that's all you look for, especially when you're talking about in the third round. Yes. If you can find a guy that can compete with a guy that's going to, that's projected to be a top ten pick, mm-hmm. hey, I'm all in for it. So yeah, I gotta go with my main man, Sam Williams. Let's go.
1: Yes, and I don't have too much to add to that one because he was actually on my list as I was going back and forth. The only other thing I would add to it is, as you mentioned, not just is he SEC, but you mentioned a good example of him going up against another SEC team and really being up to the challenge. And I think we've seen... Time and time again. And we may even see again with uh, what we get out of the defensive side of the ball with Rashawn Evans, someone who the Falcons brought on board uh, this, and even Lorenzo Carter, just to kind of see what they bring defensively. Exactly. Those are guys who have seen play in the SEC, and hopefully that'll play dividends for the Falcons. I believe, just to add to what you said, that that potentially will put Sam in position as well to be able to have an immediate impact because we know that you, and you put the nail on the head with one word. It's the only other thing I want to share, which is numbers, numbers. The Falcons don't have numbers by any stretch of the imagination, whether yep. you are talking about actual sacks or if you're talking about affecting the quarterback. So anyone that can produce numbers in the SEC, oh, I'm all, I'm 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 here for it.
0: So, yeah, we are locked in yeah, and yeah, agreeing. Like yeah. <laughs> we are in agreement. So we can go ahead and do the bid right now. Let go yeah. about our way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. you know
1: I'll, I'll say this, too. I didn't really have a, a hell no for the third round because I feel like as we're edging towards the later rounds, mm-hmm. I'm pretty comfortable about that. And, oh, if I want to add just one more thing. One mm-hmm. of the reasons I'm not really in a hell no state of mind with this Uh, Pick number 82 is because this could be where we start seeing some packaging, if you will, for the Falcons. So I also thought about that. Like, yeah, if they go ahead and use this as a part of a package deal, I'd be okay with that, too.
0: No doubt about it, I'll be okay with it as well, because, like I said, this is a roster building piece now, yes. like it real i mean I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't matter what position you go with at this point, but mm-hmm. it does it does matter because, like I said, you're trying to fill out your roster, you're trying to okay, this guy's going to be a rotational guy, or mm-hmm. this guy's going to be able to come in and start for me potentially, mm-hmm. so those are the type of things that I'm sure Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith are thinking about, and we're going to be thinking about it as well mm-hmm. as we are. Six days away from the first night of the n f l draft yes. t it is whoo man it is it's coming up here really 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 fast, mm-hmm. all right, what else is coming up fast? The Atlanta Braves, they're back after an off day. They went 14 straight days without a break. So it was definitely something that the Braves uh, pro- probably needed at this point. They're six and eight currently right now, and they are third in the, in the, in the division, if that mm-hmm. matters to you. <laughs> at this point, um, uh, Kyle Wright is going to be on the mound. We know what Kyle Wright has been doing as of late. Um, Trevor Rogers, um, Marlon's going to run Trevor Rogers out there, and mm-hmm. we're going to see. What they're going to be able to do tonight, and I know I don't know about you, T, but I am expecting them to get a dub tonight and go ahead and get, start to get this thing turned around.
1: Yeah, we hope so. We certainly hope so because they have shown, unfortunately, the Braves have shown that they haven't necessarily won against the teams that they're supposed to win against. So it'll be interesting to see. But then again. They got a win against the Dodgers. So there's that to to pull a positive away from the road trip. Yes, I'm excited. Not only that they're back home, but also that maybe they get a little, and I'm going to use this term loosely, but a little target practice against the Marlins. (laughs) Uh, And and I love that Kyle Wright is getting the start to kind of set the tone. Because when we talk about someone who literally has a 1.64 ERA, and has really just been impressive, not just in his first outing, but if we take it all the way back to spring training starting to show us what he was able to do i am excited about that i will have and this will be like a side eye because of course you all know i'm at hawks tonight right but i'll have a side <laughs> eye to see what the bottom of the order is going to do tonight now i yes. say that and i also want to just say eddie rosario of course is someone that we're really keeping an eye on yes. but i uh b swanson It's a slow grind with him. He's one of those that, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. he comes out of the gates really slowly. And then when he picks up steam, he really does. But at least if he can continue to give the Braves what he's given them on defense so far with the defensive gem, even in the last game against the Dodgers, then that excites me. Because if you recall, first couple games, it looked like there really wasn't synergy, chemistry, communication in the outfield and even the infield. So just looking at everything that they're doing on defense, if Dansby Swanson can continue to set the tone there, then at least I'm comfortable until his offensive game catches up.
0: And I and I think like Dansby is a guy that I think he's trying to get into that mm-hmm. that leadership space, right? Yes. You know, being that guy to be able to be willing to say certain things or speak mm-hmm. on certain things that most guys probably want to kind of shy away from. Yes. So I think that once he sets the tone defensively, because we know what he is defensively, like right? right. There he's a all-star caliber player defensively. Um and if he's playing at that level, of mm-hmm. course I believe that people are going to follow. And if he gets some may start making some plays defensively, Hopefully he can get started to transfer um, at the plate, like you mentioned. And I think that, you know, the Braves will be fine if they start to get get those bats going and, and start raking. Because, like you they said, they have, the, they have the pieces. It's not like they need to go out and go get somebody. They have the pieces right there. And mm-hmm. I think that Brian Snicker has to push the right buttons in that lineup in, in order to, you know, get those guys going where they need to be. So we'll be looking forward to them going up against the Marlins, Uh, tonight and hopefully they get a win hopefully they get a win Uh, somebody else who needs to get a win you see that hat right there you see that little pac-man symbol on top of Tanisha's head we're going to take a deep old dive into what the hawks need to do in order to get a win tonight that's next on atl day ones with jarvis Tanisha on locked on sports atlanta
1: welcome back to atl day ones i am tanitra this is jarvis and we're glad that you guys are with us on a friday beautiful day in the a beautiful day to talk about the hawks but we also want to let you know that any time in any place and anywhere you get your podcast is where you can find this podcast as well as all of the podcasts that are in the locked on sports network here in atlanta so any audio platform you'll find us there also on youtube go ahead and subscribe like and follow us there as well as we will be speaking of following following the progress of hopefully what is a dub for the hawks tonight they're back home at state farm arena hopefully the home kick cooking will kick in tonight and get them back in this series now normally drivers when we break it down we go offense we go defense and then we look at our potential x factor I'm just going to be honest with you to me Mm -hmm. the entire team is an x factor like I believe that every single player on this team has has to step up even when I look at And we'll start with Trey Young and Bogdan Bogdanovich, because at least from an offensive perspective, they were the ones who really led the charge. And then from a defensive perspective, that was really kind of John Collins with a little side. uh, Shout out to DeLon Wright. But ultimately Mm -hmm. I feel like the whole team is an X factor in terms of what is going to make the difference against the Heat tonight. No,
0: no doubt about it. And, um, john chuck we're talking about on hitting hard with john chuck we take him out on locked on sports atlanta on youtube right here make sure you like and follow and subscribe to this channel he talked about it as well all hands on deck that's the term you use, and i use it as well mm-hmm. all hands have to be on deck because yes. when you think about what the, the magnitude of this game right because if you go down all three i mean I, as much as I I like to watch this team and believe in this team, uh, this series is over, and and, yeah. it, and it may be over. You talking about a sweep potentially at, mm-hmm. uh, at that point, and not even going back to Miami. But that's the thing that you—that's the goal to get back to Miami, mm-hmm. is, as far as what you what the goal should be. But I think that the main thing though, is that the Hawks can't turn the ball over because during the regular season they led the NBA in the the lowest turnover rate, yes. you know, at, at 12%. So in 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 these last couple of games, you know, they've had turnover rates at 17% and 18%. That mm-hmm. is unacceptable. That can't yeah. happen again. And I think that – and it starts with Trey. Trey mm-hmm. cannot turn the ball over. You can't get into a point where you're taking ill-advised shots. Now, granted, he'll hit some. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about that at nauseum on this show. But I think that you have to kind of pick and choose your – choose your spots and I think that if he does that I think the Hawks will be in good shape offensively
1: yeah and I think part of the way that Trey can ensure that he protects the ball better which ultimately when you have half the turnovers from the team's 19 turnovers in the game two loss that speaks volumes and one of the things he has to do he's dealt with the trap And he's dealt with double teams all season. But where I saw he really was effective, whether it was with the Cavs or the Hornets, was quickly identifying the trap, quickly identifying the double team, and quickly identifying who to get the ball to out of that trap. And being very much being crisp, with where you get that ball out, because we know that the Heat, they not only have active hands, but they have high hands. That's a very long team, if you will. They they stretch themselves all across the floor, but they're also very, very tall compared to uh right. to, to Trey Young, just to be honest. So he has to really think about think quickly though. He's gotta make quick decisions on where that ball is going to go. And if he starts to do that, I think one of the key pieces there as well is the team committing to spacing out and really committing to continuing to move the ball so once Trey gets out of that trap or once he gets out of that double team then that whoever gets that ball next if you've got a good shot take it but if you don't go ahead and pass it to the third option that's another thing that the Mm -hmm. Hawks are really really good about they're excellent at ball movement and excellent at spacing and really distribution of the ball. So I want to see a little bit more of that. But like you said, it starts off with Trey, and I do believe it starts off with good decision-making. Also, I think that if Trey gets into more of, and really the the Hawks offense gets into more of a run-and-gun mode, Mm -hmm. they're not going to necessarily win this game with some type of defensive gym that's going to... Rival what the Heat do. However, the Hawks have always been hovering in the top three or in the top five in terms of offensive efficiency in the league. So that's what you want to take advantage of. Now, the good news is there really wasn't a lot of disparity between fast break break points for the Hawks and Heat, about a three or four point disparity in game two. What you need to do is make that a disparity because if you can get out, if the Hawks can get out on the break number one, Playing that fast pace means that they're going to have more opportunities to shoot. And I think they're also going to be able to get more effective shots, maybe uh, the shot selection, especially inside, which is mm-hmm. where I really, really think they can take advantage of the heat. That's going to give them opportunities to go inside. Or if you're going to go fast break and then get inside and realize that they they got back on defense, hopefully kick that ball out to the three and then have somebody make, make the heat pay.
0: I think the ball movement piece that you bring up is very important, right? Here's why. I think that – and we got a little peek of it, mm-hmm. you know, into it in game two yeah. where you saw Herter bringing the ball up and mm-hmm. you had Trey working off the ball. Off I the think ball. that yes. off-ball yes. piece is something that can they can really throw Miami off because that's all you really want to do when a team yeah. is as aggressive as Miami and mm-hmm. – Thinking that hey the hawks here's what the hawks are gonna do and they're gonna yeah. stick to it and figure it out. Mm-hmm. If you throw that at them, throw uh, throw another monkey, uh, another monkey wrench mm-hmm. into the fold, uh, and I, and get them to thinking and yeah. not being as aggressive, and so you can take can tone it down some. Mm-hmm. Then you start to get them thinking, and then once you get into thinking yep. defensively, if you're thinking, you're losing more than likely. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that you know with the, the quickest decision that um, Trey is able to make. Mm -hmm. Uh, In those spots And like I said Making the right ones I I think the Hawks Can be on to something Offensively And defensively I I think that The Hawks need to They need to continue To Make sure Bam doesn't get into a space where yeah. he's t- starting to take over as well. And if they're yeah. able to do that, I think that'll be something a key for um, Hawks defensively. Like I said, don't have to be a defensive mm-hmm. gym and locking down everybody. Right. But if they can make sure Bam doesn't continues to stay out of this series and and stay in Miami, you know, but his body's there, but mm-hmm. his soul is not there. I, I think I think I think they'll be cooking with grease on, on defensively.
1: Yeah, and the Hawks have done a good job defensively on the Heat's bigs because Bam Adebayo has not gone off yep. yet, nor has P.J. Tucker. So they've right. done a solid job there, and that's why I think that's still a place where they can take advantage. And that really does start with something that we called out after game one that we then saw in game two, and that was putting John Collins in at the five. It really worked effectively, yes. so I want to see them do that. And then I'm going to give one more intangible, and that is the Hawks have to keep their head. There was yes. one play in particular that was a microcosm of what we have seen whenever they kind of go down that rabbit hole, and that was Trey not getting a phone call. And instead of getting back on defense, he was forcing the issue with the referee. Now, I do understand gamesmanship. Sometimes in your post-game pressers, that's maybe where you call that piece out. But you have got to not take that time when you need to get back on defense to – you know, argue with the referee about something that's not going to be wrapped up. Not at least not in that moment. It's not going to change. So, but when we come back, something that also has not changed. If you mess with Mike Tyson, he will let you know, not today. So, when we get back, we'll tell you a little bit more about it. And for the culture, it's ATL Day 1's Jarvis and Tanitra. We'll see you on the other side.
0: It is ATL Day 1's with Jarvis and Tanitra on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We want to thank you for liking and subscribing and checking us out and making sure that, you know, you are following along as we go along this ride. Um, Tenetra, I, I am super excited about what we have going on. You know, we got the... We got some 11 Alive Plus going on. You know, our stuff is being posted on there as well. So you can just check us out on so many platforms. You can also check us out on the audio platforms as well, yes. wherever you download your podcast. And this is for the culture. Like I said, this is a segment where we talk about things that involve us, that have a directly effect on us, or it affects us, affects us globally with pop culture, African-American culture, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think this is we talked about some cray crazy stuff yesterday right yeah <laughs> um, I think today we can just go with all out just stupid Mike Tyson <laughs> former heavyweight Mike Tyson was on a flight a JetBlue flight in San Francisco and there was a passenger who came up to Mike and said hey wanted to ask for take a picture with him right no no harm no foul all right cool no everybody know Mike Tyson is kind of leaned out a little bit. He's a, a little different man now. He's he's uh come to grips with who he was as a person mm-hmm. and who he is now. Yes. So, um he he obliged, but for some strange reason the passenger um continued to antagonize mm-hmm. uh, Mike and uh start messing with him. And eventually it all ended in Tyson putting his hands on him. T how like First of all, let me start start by asking you this. Why would you mess with Mike Tyson? Can we just start there?
1: (laughs) No, actually we need to start with why Mike Tyson was on a JetBlue flight. That's what I need to start with.
0: I'm I thought about the kid same kid. thing. I thought about saying that. Okay, Mike, uh, you're trying to save some bread, like like yeah. you're on you're on a flight with some some that. regular folks, Absolutely. like you know you're not a regular dude. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. That, that, that's, I, that's a I great had point.
1: Yesterday, in all honesty, <laughs> going home for my mom's birthday, and I avoided JetBlue. Jet so Ooh. I started right there because you being on the JetBlue flight is a little tr- tr- troublesome, cumbersome, confusing to me because I know if I had a little extra bread. A, I wouldn't be on the JetBlue flight, and B, right. I would be in first class. That's where right. I started. Now, now yeah. that I've gotten that out of the way, ask me your question again, and I can tell you my answers because I just <laughs> got stuck on JetBlue. I, I got stuck there.
0: Well, watching the video, the guy seems like he's a little young, yeah. but um, I think it will inebriated. behoove him. Yeah, yeah, he seemed like he was a little knee-grade as well. I think it will behoove him to figure out who Mike Tyson is, and that's why I'm asking you. Why would you mess with Mike Tyson?
1: Yeah. Maybe you didn't know who he was because if you are young, <laughs> yes. honestly, if you are if you think about it, if you're young enough, you may not know who he is because right. he was at his hay a long, long time ago. So I'll give the guy that. And also, sometimes when you're in certain spaces, I know it's happened to me, I'll see someone and I kind of know who they are. But because I'm in a certain space and I'm not expecting to see that person, I don't really think. Oh, that's him or that's her so maybe right. the guy just didn't have any recognition whether he doesn't know him from adam or whether he didn't recognize him because he wasn't expecting to see him in that space but again that's also why if you can't hold your liquor and you're thousand feet above ground don't drink just just stay away from it wait until you get off the plane and and where you know maybe he can be managed in a little bit of a better way because Thirty thousand feet up. Honestly, anybody could have clocked him. It happened to be Mike Tyson, but you keep bothering the average person, especially if this is like a cross-country flight, for example, or anything right. really for like two hours is really annoying to most people, right? It's an inconvenience, right? So if you're going to be on that flight, inebriated and just continuing to jar, 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 expect that somebody's going to come for you.
0: And my whole thing is, though, like, as far as knowing him, like, he knew enough of him to go up to him and ask him to take a picture with him. Man, mm-hmm. Like, Mike Tyson, like, even though, like you said, it's been a, a very long time since, you know, he was a, a prize fighter and he yes. was the ultimate draw when it comes to pay-per-views. So I, I think that when you, but, so. But he got to know he him a, from
1: his, his TV stuff. Like, a lot of younger people know him from, I think his cartoon series, is it?
0: Yeah, got a cartoon series, yeah, so and of course he's done, done, done the movies, that. and yeah, he got the, the podcast popping movies, off too. Right. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess you, you might know, not. You can know the look the at Mike, yeah, and depth yeah. of who Mike Tyson is.
0: Yeah, yeah he, it's he, he it's he obvious that name. that was the case. Really? <laughs> <Seriously>, <laughs> he clearly he did not, clearly did not know
1: Mike. <laughs> <Yes. He> had <laughs> Michael Tyson, but he didn't know Iron Mike was still living in that body.
0: He knows uh smoke weed, Mike. He knows marijuana, Mike. Mike, cool, Mike. You know, yes. but he don't know why he smokes marijuana. He smokes marijuana so he can keep the uh keep the crazies away, keep yes. those crazy thoughts away. Yes. But you know, I I think at the end of the day though, I, I look at it from a standpoint of I was just like, Man, if, even if you just sizing a dude up, like mm-hmm. the, the guy that actually was that was messing with, with messing with him was a little dude. He's not that yeah. big. Yeah. But Mike looked like he's does something professionally. And for for you to, you know, go up to the dude, ask him to take a picture. Right. And, like, you can look at him like, you know, like, all right, I don't need to mess with this dude. (laughs) Unless, unless you were trying to do something and you were trying to, you know, uh, antagonize him to the point where Mm -hmm. he put his hands on you and then you're trying to get for a payday. If you're trying to do that. I think you need to just go play in traffic at the end yeah. of the day. Like, that's how I feel about it. Like, I don't like people who do stuff like that. And if that's the case, which what it looks like, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, go 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 play in traffic, bro, at 5 o'clock on 285, please.
1: Right, which may be why there was no arrest when they departed the flight. And maybe there will be more investigation because maybe they're seeing that, in all honesty, it was a an altercation that went both ways because of mm-hmm. who started it. And then who finished it. But speaking of finish, we hope that by Monday, the Hawks aren't finished, that they're just beginning and getting started in this series with the heat. So we're going to talk about that. We will recap how the Braves did against the Marlins this weekend. And, of course, leading up to the Falcons, because we'll be four days away from, and we'll call it the Falcons draft, because that's what we're talking about here, our mock draft going into the later rounds as we lead up to NFL draft come next week. Thursday. But as always, we want to be your all day, every day, first listen. That's why we call ourselves ATL Day Ones. But your second yes. listen can be A to Z with Mark Zeno. The return of Mark Zeno to the Atlanta sports talk landscape is always a good thing. You know him. He is opinionated. You may not like it, but it is what it is, and it's what you might need to hear. So, A to Z with Mark Zeno is a part of Locked on Sports Atlanta. Again, follow everybody in this space on any audio platform where you get your podcast or YouTube. Follow us, subscribe, and like us as well. Have a wonderful weekend. Jarvis, get out there and enjoy the beautiful weather. I know that I will, and we will see you guys on Monday.
0: Maybe I'll walk around with my shirt off.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.